From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. here on Friday night on the East Coast of the United States. You know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the Steve Malzberg Show. Um, We're going to get to so much today that um, I can't even comprehend in my own mind. And I know what we're going to get to. Uh, You're just going to be floored because uh, there's stuff um, involving Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. The attacks are nonstop on him. Uh, We also have Joe Scarborough weighing in on what Mike Johnson said and falsely making false claims, which we have evidence to dispute. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And then you got people on TikTok just going nuts, showing who. When I say people on TikTok, I use the term people loosely. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but I want to start with a um, a poll, a poll. Oh, you're sick of presidential polls. Well, this one isn't a presidential poll. Uh, this is from the Berzit University poll. Uh, this is from I-24 News in Israel, but it's an opinion poll conducted by uh, Berzit, B-I-R-Z-E-I-T, Berzit University's Arab World for Research and Development, or Awrad, A-W-R-A-D. And it shows that a majority of surveyed Palestinians in the West Bank, you know, the West Bank, where we're all supposed to take the Palestinian Authority and move it to Gaza so they could do for Gaza what they've done for the West Bank and Israel could live in peace and Palestinians could live in peace and we'll have a great, great uh, two-state solution because Mahmoud Abbas and and the Palestinian Authority. Wait, you ain't heard it yet. Um, So a majority, an overwhelming majority, support the massacre, the Nazi massacre carried out by Hamas. And uh, even more have a a positive view of various terror factions within the Palestinian people, okay, within the Palestinian population. Uh, Let's see. Let me give you the, uh, okay. Uh, The survey showed 68% in the West Bank strongly supported the Nazi massacres and kidnappings. Uh, while another supported it to some extent. So you had 68% strongly supported it. Another 16% supported it to some extent. I'm no mathematician genius, but to me, that's uh, 84% support. Various entities. All right, let's see what we got here. Palestinian Islamic Jihad, 84% support. Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigades, 80%. Al-Qassam Brigades, 89%. They must be really good. And Hamas, well, Hamas comes in with a very disappointing 76%. My, 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 my. Uh, Political bodies, the press, and other countries were much less appraised. Um, The governing PA, the PA, the Palestinian Authority, the people in the West Bank who live under the Palestinian Authority, gave him a 10% approval. Fatah, the ruling party, got it to 23%. 
And the U.N. got nine percent. Russia was the most positively viewed country with 40 percent. Iran got 32 percent. The U.K. got three. And I'm very happy to report that the United States and Israel checked in with not one percent between them. Zero for both countries. Um, After these October 7th attacks, Nazi throwing babies in ovens, cooking them alive. 98% felt more proud to be Palestinian. There you go. Uh, what, what could I say? I'm personally shocked because an entity in the West Bank, that you know, the Palestinian Authority, that pays people to slay people, pays Palestinians to, to kill Jews or their families if they get killed doing it, uh, and teaches their kids to hate the Jew and kill the Jew, in school and on TV. I'm shocked by these numbers. You'd never think it, right? <laughs> okay. Let's get to um let's get to Mike Johnson. Okay. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, very devout Christian man, very devout religious man. He's quoted the Bible, quotes the Bible before he became speaker. I mean, he's on tape saying a lot of things. So here we have, he's talking to the World Prayer Network, okay? And this is a few days before the actual vote that made him speaker, when, of course, by now he had an inkling that it was going to happen. So I want you to hear what he has to say about the upcoming vote and the state of the country. Here's cut 189. More immediately and specifically on Wednesday evening as y'all are gathering, What we are going to need is a prayer for divine intervention in the hearts uh, and among the members of this body, that they can get beyond their animus, their anger, the frustration, that we can unify as a group and that we can we can navigate our way through this. We will not be able to do it without the Lord's help because there's so the flesh is and the mistrust and the, the sin and everything is so great here that we, this is going to have to bring people to their knees. And I look, I, I believe God is about to do something. I'm an optimist. I, I, I've been reading Jeremiah 1 all morning. That God is, you know, he knows all this, of course. And he's brought us to this point, and I believe that there's a remnant of faithful people, and he'll guide us through. I don't think God is, is done with America yet. Okay. Here's cut number 190. A time of judgment for America? Well, I mean, I, I don't... To, I'd be I'd say I'd preach to the choir on this this Zoom call or maybe the honor choir. You all know the, the terrible state that we're in. Um, the faith in our institutions is as low as it's ever been in the history of our nation. Um, the, the, the 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 culture is so dark and and depraved that it almost seems irredeemable at this point. We you know we're, we're the church attendance in America dropped below fifty percent for the first time in our history since they began to measure the uh, the data uh, sixty years ago, and the the number of people who do not believe in absolute truth is now above the majority for the first time. So one in three teen girls uh, contemplated suicide last year. One in four high school students identifies as something other than straight. Um, We're losing the country. But at the same time, this is not unprecedented. There's nothing new under the sun. And there have been great civilizations and, and societies in the past that God has worked through and saved and redeemed when all hope was lost. Okay. Now, it's the, our culture is dark and depraved that the left is harping on. 
and can't stand. Our culture is dark and depraved. I mean, severely dark and depraved. I think we've seen it. And I think we're, we're also seeing it with what's going on. Not only on the it's, it's moved, it's morphed from the college campuses now, the protests. And now they're, they, they, they were in the Fox News lobby. They vandalized the Jewish congressman's office. They vandalized um, uh, the, the, the um, Bank of New York, Mellon Bank of New York. Um, of course, they've defaced monuments, you know, and, and, and it goes on and on and on. We, we, they tried to break down the doors of Grand Central Station. I mean, you know, this is bad stuff, but that's not what we're that's not what we're just talking about. We're talking about things he mentioned. Look at the schools. Look at the schools. Look what kids learn. Again, we've been through it. We had um, 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 Ramona uh, Bessinger the other night, a teacher who exposed critical race theory and 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 the the nonsense that gets taught in our schools to our little kids. So, Joe Scarborough, you know Joe Scarborough, married to Mika, who left her husband to hook up with Joe. After they paraded around together for, I don't know, 15 years doing shows together. I'm not commenting on that. Anyway, Morning Joe, MSNBC. So they they played what some of what you just heard from the Speaker of the House, calling our culture dark and depraved. And he's right. And Joe Scarborough, who still, in my view, is pretending. Uh, well, he still, Klaus put it this way, still claims to be this religious, you know, uh, conservative. Yeah, right. Maybe he thinks he is, but to me, he appears to be suffering from the disease from which there's no turning back. And that's Trump derangement syndrome, which then takes over your whole political brain. And (laughs) so here he is uh, responding to what you just heard Mike Johnson say, here's cut 191. There's so much hypocrisy uh, to go to here uh, about a guy, again, trying to undermine our institutions. The guy who's trying, who led in the House of Representatives the attempt to undermine the United States Constitution, an American presidential election, and an attempt to basically end American democracy. And then suddenly... Suddenly, this great prophet, this Jeremiah of our times, went quietly silent as mobs rushed the people's house where he was and battered and abused police officers with American flags that our soldiers, sailors, Marines and airmen took into battle over 200 years to defend this country, the hypocrisy The hypocrisy, in the words of, I think it was Homer Simpson, when somebody accidentally threw communion water in his eyes, it burns, it burns. There's so much hypocrisy here. Because as if, as if, as if uh, Mike Johnson on January 6th of 2021 had any control over what happened in the Capitol and, and, and personally gave them the flags to hit the cops with. I mean, it's just, it's just so stupid. It's so insane. It, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense, but it gets worse because then Joe, Joe Biden, then Joe Scarborough 
And there's not that much difference between them. And then Joe Scarborough either lies through his teeth or makes a huge error. And I'll tell you what it is after we hear it together. Here's cut 192. Why do Republicans hate America so much? I, I, I'm an evangelical. I believe whether people think it's crazy or not. I believe, mm-hmm. you know, what the gospels say. All right. I believe what the Sermon on the Mount says. I believe in Jesus. We're all sinners. We're all fallen, right? Yeah. But I'm very optimistic about America's future because I see the good in people. I see the good in this country. It's interesting. He's, he's like trying to dig st- statistics about, I don't know, drag queen shows or something. Yeah. What I see is that uh, not so long ago, uh, teenage pregnancy at an all-time low in America. That's something that we always heard about, you know, the Southern Baptist Church growing up. Child poverty over the past year mm-hmm. at, at like a 50, 60-year low. Like, our economy doing well? A lot of things going in the right direction. Uh, but I've got to say, if he's worried about pews emptying out, Talk to young people, and so many will tell you, and Russell Moore's talked about this with Christianity Today, they're emptying out because they don't want to go to a church where preachers worship Donald Trump instead of Jesus Christ. I I, I don't know where to start. Um, First of all, (laughs) you know, selling is conservative his evangelical Christian credentials. And if he says he is, then he is. Um, He's no conservative. He could say he is. I've just heard too much, too much out of his mouth that you don't hear coming from a conservative. And really you got, you got preachers worshiping Donald Trump. Does anybody say that about, you know, well, I'm not even going to go there. One of the things that Joe Scarborough just claimed. Now, I didn't look up the teenage pregnancy claim. I didn't look it up. I should have. But I looked up his child poverty claim. And and by the way, as if to say or to use uh, child poverty and other things to talk about how how depravity is down. Really? We I mean, we have. Nine million abortions in this country a year. Nine million. That's depravity. But let's let's put that aside. So Joe Scarborough says in the last year, child poverty is at a 60, you know, 50, 60 year low. Now, if he says that, then everything he says has to be called into question. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I hold in my hand my phone. And I took the liberty of looking that up earlier today. Headline from the National Low Income Housing Coalition website. Child poverty rate doubles as pandemic era support ends. Dated September 18th, 2023. They don't have stats for 2023 yet, the government, the CDC, or anybody else. They have for The last year is 2022. So the U.S. Census Bureau released two annual reports, poverty in the U.S. 2022 and income in the U.S. 2022 on September 12th of this year. 
The official poverty rate in 2022 was 11.5%. That was unchanged. But when it comes to children under the age of 18, and that's what he said, child poverty. You ready? The poverty rate, uh, where is it? Here it is. Now I got to find it. Uh, the poverty rate for adults, wait a minute. I got to, now I got to go to the, I just, I just lost it. Okay. Uh, uh, what, what I'm going to tell you is the poverty rate did not decrease for children in this country. It did not decrease. Uh, is there any between 20 and the highest rate? As we the do- okay. The, the, uh, the, the rate more than doubled for children. It went up from 5.2% to 12.4%. Double from 2021 to 2022, the last year there's statistics available. And Joe Scarborough said the children's poverty rate in this country has decreased to 60-year lows. What the F is he talking about? What? Did he make it up? Did he? Did someone give him this information? Did he purposely lie, or is he just a fool? Now I can't wait later to look up the uh, teenage uh, pregnancy rate in this country. Maybe I'll get try to get it in during the uh, the commercial break. But boy, does this piss me off! And and you know, I'm glad I'm able to. I'm glad I looked it up because I would have believed him like an idiot. You can't believe what they say. What they the left-wing media. You cannot believe what they tell you. I don't care if they tell you the sun rose. You better double-check it, all right? Because it might be the day the sun didn't rise. I'm not kidding. Fake news, fake news by omission, lying, agenda-driven news, leaving things out. Please, please. All right, where where am I here? Where who am I? Where am I? Okay, so let's talk about the de- the, the dark and depraved culture in this country. Now I can only give you examples. Um, this is off TikTok. <laughs> um, you got it. You got it. This is a an apparent trans person. Uh, at the bottom of the po- on the on the on the uh, video, it says cap wing cap wing. I don't know what that means, uh, but here it is. Listen to one seventy eight. Yes, I do wish death on transphobic people because they wish death on me and have caused death to many, many, many of my brothers and sisters in the trans community. I want to stab all of you to death as many times as I can. I want to stab you in the throat and twist it like I'm carving a fucking pumpkin. I want to shred you into tiny fucking pieces. I want to tear your fucking bones out from your goddamn body. I want to scoop your brains out with a fucking spoon. I want to eat your fucking flesh. Don't you think it's incumbent upon law enforcement to find this person and arrest them? I mean, it wasn't a specific threat to any one person, but you could do that. I don't know. I don't even know the answer legally. I don't know the answer. I, I know if the person had a MAGA hat and said it about trans people, that person would be in jail. Make no mistake about it. 
But I guess if you're a trans person or pretending to be one, I don't know. I don't know the person. And you threaten to, uh, you know, mutilate uh, who, in your opinion, is transphobic. I guess that's okay because there's no MAGA hat. And, And by the way, if there was a MAGA hat and the person was threatening trans people, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, Jake Tapper, Joe Scarborough, they'd all be on it, baby. And rightfully so. But this way, who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. This doesn't happen. You didn't hear what you just heard. How many times have I said that to you over the, the, the year and a half I've been privileged to be on this microphone with you? How many, how many times have I said that? What you just heard didn't happen. You didn't hear it. Crazy, crazy crap. I almost, you know, I, I still can't bring myself to say the other word. Um, now, you want to hear more crazy? I'll give you more crazy. Jesse Waters on the Fox News Channel um, talking about Target, or some people call it Target, and their merchandise and what's going on in Target. He starts by talking about Dylan Mulvaney briefly, but with Budweiser, the disaster that that was for that company, um, the trans Dylan Mulvaney, uh, making a can of beer in that person's image or name or whatever. That didn't do good for the company. So here's cut one. Uh, this is another example. I play this because it's more dark and depraved signs of our culture. Proving that Mike Johnson is absolutely right. Uh, Here's cut 195. We're witnessing the Dylanization of corporate America. Companies are committing financial suicide one after the other. We all remembered what happened to Bud Light. And Disney got all weird, started sticking their nose in politics, and then their movies started flopping. Then there's Target. They were selling a line of clothes for trans toddlers. Tuckums. Yes, Tuckums. Their stock tanked down $9 billion over the summer, but they didn't learn anything. Target hired this person, Gay Cruella, to run their merchandising strategy. Gay Cruella says he's ready to whip out the glitter and hellfire flamethrowers to rip the old world to shreds. Now, we don't really know what that means, but Target can hire and sell whatever they want. It's their business. If the stock crashes and sales go down, it's their money. But Primetime wanted to see what Target was selling. What does the store look like after Cruella whipped out the glitter and the flamethrowers? Well, they sent a producer to a Target and uh, they came across a couple of very interesting items. Very interesting with the holidays on the horizon. Here's cut 196. Gay Nutcracker, complete with a rainbow hat, a trans flag, Full price, $12, but right now it's on sale for eight. Target also sells Santa ornaments, but Target's Santa is in a wheelchair and is black. And it's a good thing our chimney is wheelchair accessible, so Jesse Jr. is going to get all the gifts he wants. Gay Nutcracker and Wheelchair Santa might be the only items in Target that don't get looted. A sheriff in California who was trying to help Target stop shoplifters was told to not arrest shoplifters in the store. If they want someone arrested, go around outside and walk behind the store where nobody could film it. The sheriff says those orders come from the top. 
it's really happening at the corporate level, not the local level. The employees, loss prevention, they really want to work with us. Corporate does not. It's a conscious decision by them. Okay. So this is probably even worse than the the gay uh, nutcracker and the uh, and the you know black handicapped Santa Claus in a wheelchair. I, I, th- this is this is sa- telling law enforcement target telling law enforcement leave the criminals alone, let them steal, don't do anything. And by the way, do you want to shop in a store? where they put a sign up saying criminals welcome because of course there's no literal sign but if this is the policy it's a come on down sign steal what you can steal baby you want to shop in that store you want to you want to be with that element that you know will surely come in and god knows what they'll do because they know they're not going to get in trouble what is going on if this isn't dark and depraved then what the hell is? Here's more. Last cut from uh, from Jesse Waters uh, on Target, Target 197. So police are triggering for shoppers. They don't want shoppers feeling unsafe or threatened by law enforcement. It's like they want people stealing, but they don't want anybody to know about it. Is, is this Target's way of giving out reparations? We don't know. I mean, you can now steal up to $900 in California without getting pinched. This could destroy Target. Maybe that's the idea. I don't know why Target would want to self-destroy or self-destruct. Doesn't make too much sense. But does it make any sense to tell law enforcement to leave the criminals stealing from your store alone? Don't bother them? Hands off? How could you work there? Could you imagine going to work in a place where you know that if if, if, if that there's a now an invite out for for criminals to come in? You want to work there? You want to shop there? You want to take your kids there? Forget the items. That's one thing. That's one form of depravity. Not the necessarily the two we mentioned. There were plenty others too. But don't you have don't you have any concern for where you go and how safe you are. And don't you expect the store to take care? What, what? So I play these, I put this segment together. Uh, I, I put it in order. First, what Johnson said, then Scarborough's ridiculous rebuttal where he again lied or, or is an idiot when he talked about child poverty at a 60 year low, when it almost doubled from a year before 21 to 22. And then this, the trans who wants to chop us all up and the uh, and um, when I say us, I mean, he said people who are transphobic. Believe me, I'm sure this person has a very broad definition of transphobic people, probably anybody who's not trans. Um, and then this leave the criminals alone. If this isn't all a culture that's dark and depraved, just like Mike Johnson said, then I don't know what is. Well, <laughs> yes, I do. And you know what it is, too. All right. We'll come back. <laughs> uh, Steve Malsberg right here on TNT Radio. 
TNT Radio's Lynn Shaw. Joe Biden issued this executive order about AI, artificial intelligence, and it was all about it's a national security threat. You know, tech companies, they all came out of the woodwork and they're applauding this executive order, this new regulation, which is seeking to govern how our federal government will use AI and establish guidelines for companies building new models. But what about the children? What about AI and CSAM, child sexual abuse material? I am not convinced our government is doing anything because this executive order does not mention children. All I have to say about that is so far with the internet, can't even control what's happening now with all of these platforms and children and safety. How are they going to control this AI, this artificial intelligence? Lynn Shaw on TNT Radio. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future, with nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn, to get an education, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Gracias. Gracias. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Are you sitting comfortably? Oh, yes, yes. Then I'll begin. Even when you're just sitting around, we're rocking the talk. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, uh, welcome back. I can't believe, I, I cannot believe Thanksgiving is next uh, next Thursday. Six days away, almost now it's almost five days away. I, I just can't believe it. I mean, it, it's nonstop. It's nonstop. It just goes fast. It's true. The older you get, the faster it goes. You know, I'm one of these guys, I, <laughs> if I see a, uh, in the supermarket or something, if I see a, um, a mother with their baby, not even not a baby, two, three, four, a father with his five, six, seven, eight-year-old, or maybe not eight, whatever. And I'll say, um, I'll say, oh, really, really cool the way you guys get to get, you know, get along and all that. I said, it, but I'll, I'm telling you something you probably heard before, but it's so true. Enjoy every single second of it because you're going to turn around one day and you're going to just wake up. This kid's going to be somewhere else, grown up, and you're going to say, how the hell did it happen? So I said, just and that's what's supposed to happen. But you're going to say, whoa, it's going to hit you like a light, like the whoa. So I said, just enjoy every single second. Now, they don't need me to tell them that, but I feel like I need to tell them. <laughs> so I'm one of those guys. If you see me coming in the supermarket, stay away, stay away. Okay. Um, all right, so we've played you these kinds of confrontations, but not a confrontation. John Kennedy, the senator from Louisiana on the Senate Judiciary Committee, he is so brilliant at the hearings, um, especially the judicial hearings, but all hearings. He, he asks the best questions. He has his personality, very calm. So he's questioning a um, one of the judges that was up for nomination, a district judge that would serve in Oklahoma, a judgeship. Uh, uh, as a district judge, woman's name is Sarah Hall. Okay, 
Hill, Sarah Hill, Sarah Hill. And he gets these people every time. I've played you over the over the course of months and all that. You know, say so what's the what's the, uh, the, the this amendment to the Constitution? Uh, what's that amendment to the Constitution? Uh, what does this legal term mean? Uh, I'm not really familiar. These people want to be judges, and they get to be judges because the Democrats control the votes in the Senate. So here's Sarah. <laughs> uh, here's cut one eighty eight. Ms. Hill, what is collateral estoppel? Collateral estoppel. Um, I think collateral estoppel. um, Well, Senator, I will say that my practice, my 20 years of practice has primarily been dealing with issues relating to um, criminal law or relating to other areas of the law. If you don't know, just tell me. I, I... I certainly do know collateral estoppel. I'm okay. finding that the bright lights of the well, moment are um, what, making it hard is, for me to recall it. Okay, so you don't recall it. Okay. What is the difference between a stay order and an injunction? A stay a stay order would prohibit. Um, sorry, an an injunction would re- restrain the parties from taking action. A stay order. I'm not sure that I actually can can give you the okay that. Can you imagine? Every time you read a story about a court decision, I mean, there's a good chance, there's a ninety percent chance it, it it says injunction or stay issued a stay. She can't describe a stay order and an injunction. I can. I, I, I am, again, I, I should be blown away. We should all be blown away by this, figuratively speaking. But we're not, because that's how low the freaking standards have become. And not only for judges, for everything. You have to fit a quota and you get in. Doesn't matter if you're qualified. Doesn't matter if someone is going to sit on a federal bench in a district court doesn't know a stay from an injunction? Can't describe them? What the hell? No, no. You know, the bright lights and uh, my head is spinning. I feel like I'm falling and I'm falling and I just can't think right now. And my brain is all scrambled like eggs. And um, uh, so you don't know. Um, well... Like I said, I'm falling. Okay. Just, just, just so bizarre. So, so scary and bizarre. But that's it. That's where we are. Do you remember early on? I guess I started in August of 2022. So that year, before last year ended, they were there was a nominee who wound up dropping out. Thank God for the FAA. He was going to head the FAA in charge of transportation, in charge of flights. Coming in and out. Federal Aviation Administration. He ran some airport. Maybe it was Kentucky. I don't know. Folks, I think I, 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 I don't remember who was asking the questions. It was not John Kennedy. It was a Republican. Again, this guy knew nothing that was asked of him. Nothing. 
Yet he was the nominee. He was black. Maybe that had something to do with it. This person's a woman that you just heard. Maybe that has something to do with it. Are you kidding me? This man's in charge of flights and safety, and he couldn't answer any questions on flights and safety? Well, my staff will. uh, Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. I mean, we're lucky he pulled out. I guess I guess some Democrat got hit on the head and woke up and said, I really can't vote for this guy. And that was the end of him. It's just insane. And you know what? (laughs) I'm sorry to say, and I don't care what color they are, what sex they are. That doesn't matter to me. But I we have unqualified doctors uh, people in positions of authority in various government agencies, unqualified people sitting on the bench, like the people I play you sound bites of who can't answer questions at their hearings. What the hell are we doing? You know what we're doing? It's dark and depraved. More, more. I didn't even, wasn't even going to, I wasn't even going to put that together. I never even gave that a thought that this speaks to uh, Mike Johnson. And he probably wouldn't even, didn't even mean that. But this is another area of dark and depraved. We're in so much trouble in this country, so much trouble in almost every aspect of this country. Wow, just bad. All right. So here's Chris Wallace, formerly of Fox, formerly of CBS, formerly of CNN. He still has something to do with CNN, but his show isn't on TV. Um Talking to this guy, Charlemagne the God, you know, he's a radio host, whatever, and he's black. And Chris Wallace asks him, why are blacks turning to Trump, at least in the polls? And here's how that went. Here's cut 193. If you have a community and I can't speak for all black people, black people aren't monolithic, but I'm just telling you based off conversations that I've had and what I see. If you have a community who feels like they've never been spoken to, you know, by the government ever, like American government has, you know, ignored them, not paid them any attention. And let's just say all of a sudden you start getting checks in the mail one day, the stimulus checks, what they call what they call stimmies in the hood for twelve hundred dollars. And this man's name is on them. Donald Trump. For the first time in probably forever, you just simply feel seen and you can talk to your next door neighbor about actually receiving something from the American government. Another thing, the First Step Act, you know, people see the First Step Act. If you know somebody who actually justice reform, criminal justice reform, if you if you if you know somebody who actually came home because of the First Step Act and you have Donald Trump taking credit for that. That's another thing you can point to and say, man, Donald Trump, Donald Trump not only uh, let one of my peoples out of jail, he also sent us money. This is the guy taking credit for all of these things happening. And I think, believe it or not, that's, that stuff is having impact. Well, I don't care why you vote for Trump. Just vote for Trump. I don't care if you're black, Latino, white, purple, green. Vote for Trump. I mean, if Trump's the nominee to be the nominee, I don't care who you vote for. But speaking of that, um, Eric Bowling on Newsmax, my old stomping grounds, um, had Chris Christie on. Ugh, Chris Christie. Ugh. And Bowling said, you know, this is a numbers game and you really don't have the numbers. Why don't, don't you have to change your tactics? Don't you have to change what you're doing? Because it's not working. 
oh, Chris Christie didn't like that one little bit, or in his case, one big fat bit. Get it? <laughs> Here's cut 194. I'm just numbers guy. It's insurmountable. Let's be right. honest. It is insurmountable to, to overtake I'm a Donald character Trump guy. by any of these people a, unless, of course, something dramatic happens with Trump in his personal life, oh. being convicted of something and, or, and or nothing, worse. Nothing, but, but, nothing dramatic could possibly happen in Donald Trump's life. I'm not a numbers guy, by the way, Eric. I'm a character guy. And I think we deserve better as the Republican Party and as the United States than a guy who's going to be convicted of felonies this April. By to be whom, our nominee Chris? and to by try whom? to be our president. By, by, by a, a bunch of liberal Democrats that are trying to take him down because they're, they fear him. No. Guess what? If no. Chris Christie was not 53%, by a bunch of liberal Democrats. You, they no. probably have your butt no. in the, in the courtroom, put, too. No, I'm not going to put up with you saying that. He's going to be convicted by Mark Meadows, a founder of the Freedom Caucus, and his chief of staff, who he called the next James Baker. That guy is now testifying and will sit 20 feet away from a court, away from Donald Trump in a courtroom, taking an oath and saying he committed crimes and he directed others to commit crimes, including me. That's what he's going to say. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's almost the it's, it's probably the anniversary. Tomorrow might be the anniversary. Uh, Eleven years since Hurricane oh, Superstorm Sandy which ravaged New Jersey, killed about 40 New Jersey citizens, did billions of dollars in property damage. And three weeks after it was over, this buffoon, I played you this a couple of times, this buffoon, Chris Christie, as governor of New Jersey, went on Saturday Night Live and mocked the whole thing. That's what a buffoon is. And that's what a buffoon he is. Maybe next week I'll play it. If I'll look up the exact date. I probably missed the anniversary, but maybe not. Maybe it is this week or next week. Could you imagine going on? And then he quotes Bruce Springsteen at the end of this. Uh, he did it on the um, uh, news update desk with uh, Seth Myers, And, and he, he says, uh, can I quote a great New Jersey poet, Bruce Springsteen? He says, everything dies, baby. That's a fact. Everything dies, but everything that dies one day comes back. And it's a song, you know, meet me tonight in Atlantic City. But he said, everything dies, baby. That's a fact. When 40 some odd people in his state just died a few weeks earlier, he's an imbecile. Okay. He's an idiot. Okay. We're going to come back because we have one final segment left, not only in the hour, but in the week, baby, right here on <laughs> Steve Malsberg on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. John Clauser recently won the Nobel Prize in physics. Pretty smart guy. Now, everybody loved him until he decided to say that he did not believe that there's a climate catastrophe. Listen to this statement. I can very confidently assert there is no climate emergency. As much as it may upset many people, my message is the planet is not in peril. Atmospheric CO2 and methane have negligible effects on the climate. Now we know that. He further goes on to state that it basically has to do with the sun and reflectivity and the fact that the models can't even handle that type of thing. Two-thirds of the Earth are ocean. Pacific Ocean alone is half the Earth. The average cloud cover for the Earth is 67%, about 50% over land, and 75% over the ocean. So consequently, nothing can handle that and the cause. Now, I believe the oceans warm 
and they cool. And right now, I believe that over the last 30 years, that has to do with geothermal input. That in turn puts more water vapor in the air, puts more clouds in the sky. There may be more reflectivity, but then again, there's more trapping of low-level warmth. So it goes back and forth, especially in the real cold Arctic areas. But the point is, it is a complex system. CO2 is not the climate control knob. Man has only contributed 3 to 5% of the total CO2 in the atmosphere anyway. And yet you see John Kerry sitting there at the summit with the leader of China, the very country that is dumping all the CO2 in the air. Hypocrites. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Asthma is a growing problem, especially among children. Asthma affects the quality of life for millions like me every single day. My name is Chris Draft and I have asthma. And I've spent more than a decade in the NFL tackling asthma on and off the field. Join me and the EPA in helping people control their asthma. Asthma is a lung condition that can be controlled through medication and by avoiding things that can make it worse. Three steps are the solution to controlling asthma. Step one, talk to a doctor. Step two, make a plan. And step three, get rid of things that can make it worse. Asthma can be tackled. For more information on asthma, log on to epa.gov asthma. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, next uh, week on Monday, uh, Dick Morris uh, will join us. Uh, I, I'm also trying to get Steve Garvey, the former Major League Baseball player, great, who's running for the Senate seat in uh, California and he's uh, pretty up there in the in the polls as a republican it's pretty it's pretty interesting so uh if i could get steve garvey you'll be the second to know about it because i'll be the first okay um i want you to hear what you hear a little history lesson this appeared on um instagram and it's hillary clinton and hillary clinton's been surprisingly strong in her views, I, di I didn't expect it, uh, to be honest with you. And I usually have no use, really, for what Hillary Clinton has to say. However, she was Secretary of State. Her husband was president. And what she says here is absolutely true. Uh, here's cut 170. My husband, with the Israeli government at the time in 2000, offered a Palestinian state to the Palestinians at that time uh, run by Arafat, yeah. Yasser Arafat. Right. Arafat turned that down. There would have been a Palestinian state now for 23 years if he had not walked away from it. There was another attempt when I was Secretary of State to try to, you know, bring the Palestinians and the Israelis together. That didn't work out. Israel left Gaza in 2005 just and, and forcibly ejected 50,000 Israelis who were living in Gaza. They left all of their infrastructure. They had a big infrastructure of greenhouses where they were supplying fruits, vegetables, flowers, etc. And, pal you know, the Palestinians deserved to have a yes. productive, successful economy in Gaza. Hamas came in and basically destroyed all of that and killed a lot of other Palestinians. So, yeah, um, I'm so sorry. There are so many people who don't want to hear the truth, um, but that's the absolute truth. Now, I have said over and over again for years, for years, ever since it happened that and I've said it on this airwaves 
that when Israel left Gaza, they left everything for the Palestinians, all the infrastructure, everything they needed to, to live a, a productive, normal life. And I take issue with her. It wasn't, I don't know how, well, I, I don't know how soon Hamas, quote unquote, came in. But I remember the first things that many of the, well, I don't know how many of the Palestinians, but they did it. The Palestinians did it. Who? I don't know. But they were, the first things they did was destroy everything Israel left. They didn't want any of it because after all, it came from Israel. Greenhouses, infrastructure, goodbye. And she's right. This is what I forgot about. There were there were people living in there were Israelis living in Gaza, fifty thousand or more, and a lot of them had to be forcibly removed by Israel to give it to the Palestinians. They didn't want to go. Nobody talks about it. Good for Hillary. Good for Hillary. And yep, Arafat turned down the state. Um, please, I I I can't even. I can't even because it's so ludicrous. Jew haters will make every, anything up. Jew haters will say Hamas didn't do what they did because Hamas said it. I mean, they'll, they'll mimic Hamas. They'll support Hamas. It's insane. It's insane. Again, it's bizarro world. Everything comes back to Seinfeld. You have to understand that. Okay. Now, this guy, this guy's got some nerve. The guy who rang the fire alarm. It, 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 during to, 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 many people feel to postpone the vote on was it was it for this the new speaker remember jamal bowman from new york the one who who actually had a confrontation in new york telling marjorie taylor green to get the hell get out of here and all that i mean he's a piece of work so here he is i'm so touched as a jew he, he, he knows what it means to be a Jew, and he's telling everybody. Isn't this wonderful? Listen to this creep. Here's cut 171. And I've heard what was said here this evening before, that by me calling for a ceasefire with my colleagues and centering humanity, I am uplifting deeply what it actually means to be Jewish. Because I'm centering the way in which God wants us to live with each other. So... I feel grateful to be standing here. Screw you, pal. Screw you. You don't know what it means to be a Jew. Don't pretend to tell people you know what it means to be a Jew. Okay? Cease fire. You, a cease fire means you want the Jews to lose. A cease fire means you want the Nazi terrorist scum to win. So don't stand there and say a ceasefire, and then you say that's what God would want from Jews. Who the hell are you? Okay. Now, the BBC, another wonderfully uh, unbiased media outlet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's listen to this beauty from October 27th. Oh, no, I, I don't want to do 172. Did it, is it? No, it's 170. Yeah, it is 173. Okay. Not October 27th. I'm sorry. Uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, is this both? I think 173 is both, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. Here's the BBC with a report, and then subsequently, the BBC with an apology. 173. 
at this moment. We are hearing from Reuters that is reporting that Israel, it says its forces are carrying out an operation against Hamas in Gaza's Al-Shifa hospital. And they are targeting people, including medical teams, as well as Arab speakers. Uh, they are also saying that Israel is calling on all Hamas operatives in the hospital to surrender at this point. Once again, we are hearing from Reuters that Israel says that its forces are carrying out an operation against Hamas in that hospital that we had just heard of. They are targeting is Arab speakers as well as some of the medical staff there. And they are asking all Hamas operatives in that hospital to surrender. Targeting Arab Israel says they're targeting Arab speakers and medical personnel. You have to be brain dead or a hater. I don't know what she is, but I know what followed. I don't know how soon afterward, but here's 174. And now uh, an apology from the BBC. A BBC News, uh, as it covered uh, initial reports that Israeli forces has entered Gaza's main hospital. We said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. So we apologize for this error, which fell below our usual editorial standards. The correct version of events was broadcast minutes later <laughs> you know what's the difference really when you think about it israel's targeting these people or these people came along with israel to help at, and and to communicate and and help the people who were ill at the hospital whether they're helping you help the patients or whether you're shooting them and killing them what's that it's a small difference right bbc I mean, it, you know, it's an honest mistake. Anybody could make that mistake. You know, either you're slaughtering the people that you're describing Israel is with, or Israel brought those people to help the Palestinians. You know, six of one, half dozen of the other, doesn't really matter. You know, why, why is everybody making such a big deal about it? Come on. Come on. So poor BBC had to apologize. Isn't that terrible? Folks, you can't make this stuff up. Believe nothing. I don't care where it is, what outlet it is. I don't care what you read. Believe nothing about anything. Not only this, not only this story. I tell you this all the time. I've told you this for months and months and months and months. I've been telling my audiences this for years and years and years, decades, decades, decades. So that's the story. Okay. I want you all to have a great rest of your weekend wherever you are in said weekend and god willing i'll see you monday with uh dick morris and uh we'll bring you the latest and talk about what's going on and all that kind of good stuff and uh that's all right here i'm steve malsberg on tnt radio